hi man welcome back thanks for something like 316k even though it's just law enforcement and uh yeah let's check check see what watch touch is up to subscriptions how you guys doing you survived trump virus obviously you're listening to this so good for you good on ya they say oh it's live right now diaper on is freak out in court and gop gets whacked haha <laughs> Yeah, he just attacked Judge and Goran right before sentencing. Haha. -ha. Important. Come out with your hands up. Gene Carroll. That's how Donald Trump is spending his time right now. E. Gene Carroll prevailed in the federal defamation and sexual assault civil trial that took place in May. She was awarded $5 million in a judgment there. The next defamation case is scheduled in just a few About days. Five days. That's just on the issue of damages. Uh -huh. Donald Trump has already been determined, found liable for rape by a federal jury and confirmed by the judge. And today, Donald Trump is also spending his time tormenting the victim of his rape. Play this clip. Yeah, well, that's another one that's uh, sponsored by Reed Hoffman and some Democrat operatives. I never saw this woman in my life other than they have a picture with her and her husband, uh, John Johnson, a nice guy who was a newscaster many years ago. I remember him, and she said horrible things about him uh, since. I mean, horrible, horrible things, called him bad names. Uh, I have no idea. She who this said woman horrible is. things I have about absolutely him. Absolutely no idea. The whole thing to is you? ridiculous that this is even a case. This should never have happened. But again, this is sponsored by. The Democrats, that's another case, all sponsored by, it's a demeaning kind of a thing, and that's what they want to do. It's called election interference. And yeah, I'm going to go to it, and I'm going to explain. I don't know who the hell she is. I have no idea. They called me up years ago, and they said, do you know about this woman 25 or 30 years ago? She doesn't even know the date, the time, the month, the season. She has no idea. And if you read it, if you watch, Take a look at the Anderson Cooper interview of her. And if you take a look at that, Trump is so innocent. But uh, we've been given Trump a very so unfair innocent. trial there, too. I don't get very fair trials in New York. That's what yeah, he's so spending I, his time with. Yeah, so I also want to turn around and say that the full of shit Donald Von Schitt's in pants actually did take a pledge to uphold the Constitution. When that piece of shit, put his hand on a Bible, he turned around and the oath, the inauguration pledge says, I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will faithfully execute the office of the president of the United States and will do my best of my ability to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. That, to me, is a pledge, it is an oath to protect preserve and defend the constitution so he doesn't even know what he's talking about you see donald will say whatever it is that he needs to say because he thinks that that's going to benefit him for the moment it's why he makes the absolute worst witness on his stand because he doesn't remember what he said five minutes earlier he will change his statement based upon the crowd that he's in front of. He will change his statement, whether he's at a deposition or he's at a trial.
that's just who he is. He's always playing to the crowd. He thinks he's in front of the camera on the set of The Apprentice. The difference, though, is everything that's happening right now, it counts. It counts towards our democracy. It counts towards the preservation of the Constitution. And it's why every single episode, I keep begging you, brigaders, make sure you fully register to vote and make sure that everybody you know is registered to vote. And more importantly than just being registered to vote, make sure you do vote and you take somebody with you because we need to make this into a blue tsunami. Otherwise, this is what you're gonna get. Fucking Captain Chaos, Donald Von Schitzenpants every fucking day. Every day we're gonna wake up to the chaos, to the, to, to the tumult that we're going to experience. It's enough to drive everyone crazy. It's why they turn around and they say that the depression rate in this country is sky high. One of the tactics though that authoritarians utilize, this is where the American experience was so different from these authoritarian regimes. Authoritarians make the people they rule over feel like crap so that people will accept the same way Donald Trump does this after his rallies where he eats pizza and then tells people who wants to eat the pizza from my mouth, that the people will allow the dictators to abuse them and treat them like crap and throw breadcrumbs at them. And we've seen Donald Trump do that, throw breadcrumbs, throw towels, throw toilet paper at people and make people feel that that's all that they deserve. And that is not what they deserve at all. They deserve to be treated with dignity. They deserve to be treated and have high paying jobs and, and to have access to health care and to have social security. All of the things that Donald Trump and these MAGA Republicans want to take away. Because then if you inject a propaganda machine in there that tells people, you know, who's really doing this to you? It's those communists. It's those Marxists. It's those Democrats who are actually trying to fight for fair wages and protect unions and actually bringing the jobs with infrastructure and getting inflation under control mm -hmm. after Donald Trump added $8 trillion of debt. That is how you manipulate in mass a population. And that is part of what we're seeing. And that's why it's so important to push back on that. And part of pushing back on that is to also, we just have to play the words. We just have to share with you. Here's what Donald Trump said today. Here's what Donald Trump's lawyers wrote today. Here's what Donald Trump said. And here's another one. Here's what Donald Trump said last night, where Donald Trump admits to a violation of the emolument clause in the Constitution and basically brags about getting $8 million from China while he was in office. Play this clip. And if I have a hotel and somebody comes in from China, that's a small amount of money. And it sounds like a lot of money. That's a small... But I was doing services for that. People were staying in these massive hotels, these beautiful hotels, because I have the best hotels. I have the best clubs. I have the best clubs. I have, the, I have great stuff. And they stay there, and they pay. I don't get $8 million for doing nothing. I don't get $8 million for doing nothing. At that point in time, yeah. you were disgracing the Oval Office. One other clip, though, Cohen, because I want to play you things in Donald Trump's own words as well. And there's recordings of Donald Trump saying, I could show you, I could spend whole episodes on this, saying some of the most depraved things about things that he's done. This was from Donald Trump back in 2005, not all that long ago, when he went on Howard Stern 
and he boasted about how he would buy these beauty pageants so he can go in and inspect the teenage girls and walk in uh, on teenage yeah. girls naked. He's on Howard Stern bragging about it yeah. and talking about it. This is who he is. Play this clip. But you could also say as the owner of the pageant, it's your obligation to do that. So so you have done that. Now, tell well, me I'll what... tell you the funniest is that I'll go backstage before a show. Yes. And everyone's getting dressed and ready and everything else. And, you know, no men are anywhere. And I'm allowed to go in because I'm the owner of the pageant. And therefore, I'm inspecting it. You know, I'm inspecting. Right, I want right. to make sure that like everything is good. You're there. Yeah, the dress is everyone okay? You know, they're <laughs> yeah. standing there with no clothes. Is everybody okay? And you see these incredible looking women. And yeah. so I sort of get away with things like Talking about 14 and 15 yeah. year old girls right there. And this is in his own words. This is what Trump is saying. And by the way, a little bit later in the show, I'm going to share and you're going to share what went down at this congressional committee hearing yesterday, where you had people like Congress member Jared Moskowitz, when the MAGA Republicans tried to go after Hunter Biden and put up these like nudes of hunter biden which has nothing to do with anything just to like shame hunter biden who by the way showed up willing ready to testify i'm here let's go the MAGA republicans were too scared again even though they previously said he could testify publicly you had congress member moskowitz gloves off beatdown style saying here are the photos of donald trump hanging out with epstein here's donald trump saying epstein terrific guy likes to hang out with Girls on the younger side. Direct quote from Donald Trump. This is in his own words. And what I think is so critical, and I want to hear from you, Michael Cohen, though, is that right now we're like the number two or three show of all of YouTube internationally right now. Number one in politics right now live. There's about 16, 17,000 people watching this live right now. So if all 17,000 of you commit sharing this data, getting this information out. And by the time these episodes are done, they have hundreds of thousands to millions of views. If everybody who watches and listens to this gets this information out, this platform, this community will be the difference maker. It is important on all of us to get this info out, to make sure the pro-democracy community is all registered to vote, but we need to get out the facts. That's what's so urgent right now. Cohen, I just showed you a lot of clips. You did. And unfortunately, who hasn't already seen or heard that Howard Stern um, segment? It is disgusting. You know, uh, do you not recall when, you know, in my book, Disloyal, or even as played um, earlier, my when, you know, he was hitting on my daughter when she was coming off of the tennis court, not knowing that it was my daughter. He doesn't care. How old was she then, Cohen? She was 15 at the time. Um, you know, and it's, it's just, it's disgusting, right? And look, I was on the board of Miss Universe pageant, and I could tell you that the handful of times that we went back, whether it was Miss Universe or Miss, Miss USA, um, they're generally older than 15, by the way. It's, that's the Miss Teen USA, uh, where they're a little bit younger. But I never saw anybody naked. I never wanted to go back and see anybody naked. I don't understand what's the, you know, what's the excitement uh, with, with doing that, to catch somebody with their pants off? I, it's him, all right? This is the guy 
who so many people right now are backing. And you got to say to yourself, what's wrong with these people? What's wrong with these Americans that they're willing to sacrifice what they know, right, to be right from wrong? I mean, you don't want to walk in on a 15-year-old girl. You don't want to walk in on a 20-year-old woman. You just don't want to do that. Why? Because there's no benefit. If that's that, you get your jollies off that. There's magazines you could buy. You fucking cheapskate. Or go, you know, go into one of these social platforms. What are they called? What's that's that um uh, that new one that's out there that everybody uh, uh, OnlyFans. You want spend two dollars and go on to an OnlyFans if you want to see someone take their clothes off. Instead, you got to go ahead and humiliate somebody that's actually making you money in the pageant. I mean, it is so, it's so fucking disgraceful. Just the fact that he could say it and joke. Look, I get Howard Stern. To me, Howard Stern is a genius. He gets people like Donald to say these sort of things, and he explodes. He explodes on, uh, you know, whether it was uh, the radio show, in the media. He's just a freaking genius. But Donald is an idiot for playing along with it because, one, you know, I've heard that story before. Um, I don't know whether it's true or not, but he says it because I don't know why he thinks it makes him better or or whatever's in his whacked out mind. I just don't get it. I'll never fully understand him, but it's just who he is. And the fact that there's still so many people that are supporting him, they should all be embarrassed. And they should be just they should they should feel the disgrace. You know, Chris Christie suspended his campaign for the Republican nomination. He was getting about 13 to 12 percent of that vote in New Hampshire, which conventional wisdom would say Nikki Haley is going to pick that up. I think that I'm not a Nikki Haley fan by any means, although at the debate last night, I thought that uh, she had a few good lines going after Donald Trump specifically on racking up $8 trillion in debt, as well as Donald Trump not accepting that he was the loser of the 2020 election. Those were two moments. And even though I disagree with Nikki Haley passionately on a lot of issues, I'll leave it at that, that there were moments there where she was obviously trying to appeal to some centrists in New Hampshire. And by the way, she's surging in New Hampshire. I think she beats Donald Trump in New Hampshire. And I don't think that Donald Trump totally runs away with Iowa. DeSantis has just been such a bad candidate that uh, if he was a little better of a candidate, I think he could have made it closer in Iowa. But we will see there. I also want to go over and start to show some of these clips of what went down at this congressional hearing where MAGA Republicans were yeah. trying to do this PR stunt to hold Hunter, in, Hunter Biden in contempt. Um, but then the Democrats going on the offense, finally, there are like great messengers in there. I want to talk about all of that. And I just want to remind everybody with this huge audience that we have right now watching this live about our Patreon. We don't have outside investors at the Midas Touch Network or on political beatdown. So we build this network through our pro-democracy sponsors and we build it through our Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash political beatdown, we do exclusive podcasts there that you can only get at patreon.com slash political beatdown. 
You can also directly message Michael Cohen, and he does his best to respond to as many as he can. And then we also have an exclusive once-a-month meetup on our Patreon as well for our members there. And if you can't join that, no worries. Just share these videos is the best thing that you can do. Make sure you're registered to vote if you're a United States citizen is the best thing that you can do. But otherwise, share these videos and make sure it gets out to as many people as possible. We're not done with this show yet. We got a lot more to discuss on political beatdown. I want to show you some of these clips as the Democrats took over this MAGA Republican PR stunt with some excellent messaging. And I don't know about you, Colin, but I am feeling momentum already in 2024 mm -hmm. for the pro-democracy community. Let's take a quick break. impacts on your sleep quality. If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver right. infused fabrics that make temperature regulating bedding so you oh, can sleep shit. at the perfect Can't temperature all it. night long. All night long. Okay, so I'll read some comments. Robert Reich had a good post on fascism today. Breaking news diaper blow blowout in courthouse quit interrupting and bitching michael oh my i couldn't stand trump in the 1980s and refused to watch uh, tv the whole four years of his presidency what was he swearing in my family's preparing and researching moving abroad just in case diaper don is elected again no joke period we're hoping not but have to plan yeah. Mm, yourself. Yeah. So yeah, he attacked the judge and um his lawyer asked if Diaper Don could speak and and Goran said yeah, I was going to follow the law and talk about the topic. And, of course, he didn't. He just went off with a stupid campaign speech against the, uh, you know, being a victim. I'm a victim. Oh, poor me. Poor me, the little diaper Donald. Political beatdown. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Welcome back. We're live. Political beatdown. Ben Micellis, Michael Cohen. How about a congressional hearing yesterday? MAGA Republicans thought it was going to be their PR stunt the moment they referred hunter biden for contempt even though hunter biden's agreed to testify publicly no limitations under oath the only stipulation is let's just do it in public so the world can see you can't like manipulate my words or fabricate evidence let's let the world see this zero yeah. limitation so and then the MAGA republicans rejected that they want a secret deposition so they were going to hold them in contempt not agreeing to the secret deposition that Hunter Biden shows up while they're trying to hold him in contempt. 
while he is there, saying, I'm ready to go. It's like the first time we've ever hmm. seen a dynamic he, like that. He is definitely right. Somebody who has testified seven times for different congressional committees, seven, six of them behind closed doors in what's called a skip, and one time in public, which you all probably saw, I mean, 100 million people zoomed in when I testified for the House Oversight Committee before, God rest his soul, Congressman Elijah Cummings, a wonderful man. I can only tell you that Hunter Biden is spot on. Hunter Biden knows that the second that we take a break, these assholes. There's no other way to describe it. I'm sorry. Maga assholes. You know, always have to, you know, use foul language. How about yes. Maga yes. assholes? They are what they are. These fucking assholes. These fucking Republicans. They jump right out. They grab their cell phones and they start texting or calling their contact at the various different news outlets. Whether it's, you know, a far right leaning paper, whether it's to the Times, the Post, the Hill, it makes no difference to whoever their relationship is. And they spin the fucking story the way that they want to spin it. And then you end up having to spend days upon days upon days in order to get the true story out. And it's not fair to the witness because so many times the Republicans are saying misinformation, disinformation, malinformation simply in order to get a headline or to figure out how to create a narrative that doesn't exist it is fundamentally wrong and that's why hunter biden is spot on to say i'm not going to let you a bunch of bastards do this to me look at what they did already i mean then you alluded to it they posted pictures of Hunter Biden in Congress, in the People's House. He posted dick pics of the president's son while he was high on drugs. <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, is this what we have become as the United States of America? I mean, I used to laugh when I would watch Parliament and they would shit on each other, but they do it in the most respectful of ways. Here, you have Marjorie fucking toilet green. Marjorie, dirty toilet green, right? Sitting there, spending our taxpayer dollars to put up a 36 by 24 sign of Hunter Biden nude with a crack pipe or something in his mouth. What? Could you imagine how? Surgery three tra toad traitor green. Directionists. All these mofos. 
should be behind bars, not Congress. Everybody call the call Congress to to tell them to censure and remove all the GOP of going for that and it's acceptable behavior and somebody like a Comer who happens to be the majority leader doesn't turn around and say anything and allows her to say the things you have no balls what kind of language what what are we showing then the rest of the world that America has become like a fucking joke well you have Nancy Mace MAGA Republican who looks at Hunter and says, you have no balls. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene proceeds to show a photo of Hunter Biden's balls. Like, <laughs> they know he has them, right? I mean, you know, they posted the pictures. That's what the MAGA Republican Party has become. And can you imagine... And by the way, for a ticket to a Broadway show, Lauren Boebert will play with them. Could you imagine for mm-hmm. a moment, Michael Cohen, if this happened... No! This happened in any other setting than the Republican Party. If this was at a small business, a medium-sized business, a large corporation, a nonprofit, a fantasy football team, some other social gathering, a restaurant, and someone behaved this way. If they behaved this way, it would be fired, removed, would probably be a restraining order against them. But this is the state of the MAGA Republican Party. Only in the Republican Party in the United States of America is the incentive structure as well that this conduct is what is encouraged. This is how they get their podcasts and they get on Fox by behaving like absolute maniacs. And it's for us, the pro-democracy community, to say, no, this is not normal. And if old media, whatever you want to call it, legacy media, normalizes that behavior, while right-wing media promotes it, it's up to all of us to take the power back, which is what we are doing, what this community is doing. And we're the ones standing up and saying, no, that is not okay, and don't gaslight me with things like this. First, let me show you Marjorie Taylor Greene, what she did. Second... Let me show you Nancy Mace, what she did, and then I'm going to show you what Jared Moskowitz, Democrat, did in response. First, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Play the and it's marked Mr. out, Chairman, point of parliamentary marked out showing point proof, of, uh, proof of Man Act violations. Uh, uh, Democrats should, should not be okay. offended by pictures uh, that Chairman, black out. If they, I recognize, they should be offended uh, by human trafficking. Mr. Chairman, let's state your point. Thank you, Chairman. On July 26, I sent you a letter about the last time this happened when the general lady uh, introduced uh, before this committee without any notice to uh, anyone uh, nude photos, pornographic uh, images that were completely. There you have that. Next, let me show you MAGA Republican Nancy Mace. Play this clip. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, uh, Chairman Comer. Um, first of all, my first question is who rides Hunter Biden? today. That's my first question. Um, Second question, you are the epitome of white privilege, coming into the oversight committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here and 
Chairman, point of inquiry. Mr. Chairman. If the gentle lady wants to hear from Hunter Biden, we can hear from him right now, Mr. Chairman. Let's take a vote and hear from Hunter Biden. What are you afraid of? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Order, order, order. Are women allowed to speak in here or no? Are women allowed to speak in here or no? You keep interrupting me. I'll interrupt the chairman. I don't know that he's a lady. I think that Hunter Biden should be arrested right here, right now, and go straight to jail. Our nation is founded on the rule of law. Come on, come on. You know, Ben, you, you, know what, you know what Jared Moskowitz should have said? If the gentlelady from South Carolina wants to check Mr. Biden's pulse, I'm certain that you can go back into the green room and validate that he does have balls and relatively big ones, too. The fact that he's here, you know, I mean, just think about the nastiness that's there. You know who also was fantastic? Besides for Jamie Raskin, who's always spot on. There was a congresswoman, I think she was from Dallas. Uh, Jasmine Crockett. Jasmine Crockett. You know, God bless her. Yeah. Now, I can't tell you. Now, she was spot on. She was, I mean, her delivery was incredible as well. Because I think she's feeling the same thing that we are Love Jasmine Crockett. She's an attorney. And hilarious. All feeling. And that is exhaustion. It is, I mean, we are all <sighs> suffering from exhaustion, from Trump exhaustion. That's what he does. He sucks the oxygen out of every single room. It's almost like you can't breathe because of the level of stupidity that he brings to the table. You sit there and it's like you want to pull your hair out of your head. And you want to no. say, you want to just like slap somebody, slap a Republican and say, wake up. What are you doing? I don't care if you like Nikki Haley. Knock yourself out. I don't care if you even like Ron to fucking snot notes. I don't care. I don't care if you decide to write in Chris Christie. How could you possibly, how could you possibly support somebody who has created chaos every single day for the last five years that we wake up? Can you imagine what our lives would be like Tomorrow, if Donald Trump didn't wake up to cause us chaos that he did. And I just think this is a perfect time to provide to our gentle congresswoman from South Carolina, Miss Mace, two fingers salute. Fuck you, you stupid fucking asshole. Fuck you, all right? To sit there and to once again try to embarrass the man who is working his ass off in order to stay clean, to do good for his family. And you're doing this, and you want to destroy this guy for what? So that you can get to his father? Seriously? Fuck you. And Democratic Congress member Jamie Raskin, yeah. to, to your point, Michael Cohen, Michael. looked at his Republican colleagues and said, like, don't realize that you're just 
fell for a conman. You realize he's not even a Republican. What? This was a brilliant moment here. Play, play this clip. <laughs> and it was a, it was a great business grift for a guy who went bankrupt several times. And yet, out of some misguided partisan loyalty, you're going to stick with him. I don't even know why you stick with him. He was a Democrat longer than he was a Republican. He wanted to run for president on the Reform Party. You guys have been taken over by an absolute con man. And now you're acting like members of a religious cult who don't even remember how you got in in the first place. And you have Democratic Congress member Moskowitz turning the tables. Another, just, just another class act. And so, again, because the, the gentle lady from from the gentle lady from Georgia, uh, I know is such an advocate for women's rights, as she mentioned, uh, and is so concerned uh, about grooming. And apparently, we, we don't have any standards here anymore. Again, remind, remind my colleagues because you know I, I don't want them to forget about hypocrisy. Okay. I don't want them to forget about hypocrisy, but, you know, Donald Trump was asked about Jeffrey Epstein, and when he was asked, he said, you know, Jeffrey likes him young. Well, how did the president know that? How did he know that Jeffrey Epstein likes him young? Perhaps some people are saying he was there, since you're so concerned, right? But again, again, I, I bring this up not not to make jest. I bring it what up. What order, Mr. Chair? I bring it up. Uh, I thought we weren't going to interrupt. Uh, we're going to stop the clock. We did this with Ms. Okay. Green. Take your point. Yeah, uh, I'm just curious about the impugning of the former president's character. That we, we I don't we, have to do that. He does that himself. Have we, have we uh, basically thrown that rule out? I'm just curious. Uh, or are we going to follow that? Would you accept a pornographic photo? Of Bill Clinton? Yeah. We suspended the rule to the current president, but we didn't suspend it. To the former president. So. Oh, by the way, please. So you're making the point that we can disparage uh, uh, Joe Biden, but not Donald Trump. Please make that point to the American people. Please. I, Bill Clinton's not running for office. I, I. That's my point. By the way, here's Donald Trump's direct statement in 2002. This is what Donald Trump told the New York Magazine. Quote. I've known Jeffrey Epstein for 15 years. A terrific guy. He's a lot of fun to be with. It is even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do. And many of them are on the younger side. It's not imputing Donald Trump's character. That is Donald Trump's character. That is who he is. I'm going to show you this final clip of Democratic Congress member Moskowitz right here who goes to his Republican colleagues and says, why don't we hear from Hunter Biden now? He is here right now. Why don't we raise our hands if we want to hear from him right now? Watch what goes down. And the chairman gave the witness that option. And the only folks that are afraid to hear from the witness with the American people watching are my friends on the other side of the aisle. I don't know if there's a proper motion, Mr. Chairman, but I'll make a motion. Let's vote. Let's take a vote. Who wants to hear from Hunter right now, today? Anyone? Come on. Who wants to hear from Hunter? No one. So, I'm a visual learner. And the visual is clear. Nobody over there wants to hear from the witness. Oh, there's one. Thank you. 
Will you yield for a question? I'm not there yet, but I will eventually. Um, <laughs> so there's no one, well, other than one or two, that want to hear from the witness. And the majority of my colleagues over there, including the chairman, don't want to hear from the witness with the American people watching. So, Mr. Chairman, our, I, I just want to hear from you. Will you acknowledge that you invited the witness on television to choose whether he could come to a public hearing? And do you stand by your words, or do you renege that invitation to the witness? To answer the question, I've said repeatedly, the, after the deposition, Mr. Biden can come in front of a public hearing. Mr. Chairman, I don't want to play the video, but that is not what you said on television multiple times. And we have the quotes. We can put them up. You said the witness can choose between a deposition Listen, or... Mr. Moskowitz, Mr. Biden doesn't make the rules. We make the no, rules. Not, no, Mr. Chairman, you make the rules. And the rule you made is that he can choose. I, that, those, the rule those is... Were your, those were your words. Reclaiming we, my time. Was in, Brilliant. Oh, and your reaction. Beyond brilliant. And you know what? How frustrating. How frustrating is it that they want to hide the truth? That the lack of transparency by the Republican Party to the American people. And again, it's why I constantly say, I should vote these bastards out. The funniest thing is that Gomer Comer, literally after... He got ass-smacked by Raskin, by Moskowitz, by, by Crockett, by a whole bunch of the Democrats. I mean, think about his responses. Oh, what, what, uh, uh, well, he don't make the rules. Yeah, that's true. You're the one that made the offer, and he took you up on your offer. It just wasn't the offer that you wanted him to take after you realized that the entire country was going to watch this and see that this witch hunt that you're going after Joe Biden on is bullshit lie about the weaponization of the Justice Department. All right, that's the Trump lie. It's what it is. It's another big lie by Donald von Schitzenpants. End of story. So instead, he goes on Fox, he goes on the Newsmaxes, and then all of a sudden, the guy's got the balls. Well, you know, we're not going to let. Hunter Biden decides, first of all, Hunter Biden doesn't work for the government. Not like Ivanka and Jared and so many others, President of the United States. Instead, this is a citizen. He is a civilian that is being asked to come in. The offer, as pursuant to what Moskowitz is saying, and based upon Comer's own words, you can either come in for a deposition in the skip or... You could make a public hearing, and he chose public. No, 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 that's not what we're going to allow. So, you know what? Afterwards, when he jumps on television, he starts to flex his muscles and to stick his chest out. We're not going to let, you know, Hunter Biden and the damn Democrats, you know, tell us how to run our committee. It's your committee for maybe another 11 months. And then watch what happens, right? This is where... We need each and every one of you to ensure, we say this so often, we mean it, we need to beat the living shit out of the GOP, right? And I'm not talking about, in, I'm talking about at the polls. We need to ensure that this is the biggest and the worst beating, the beatdown, all right, that takes place at the polls where Republicans... That's what we need. We need to take back the... 
the House of Representatives to keep the Senate as well as to keep uh, the White House. Now, me personally, I hate, I really do. I hate it when one party has all three because I think it's it becomes unfair. Um, even though when Trump had it, nothing was accomplished. All right. So, yeah, look, it is what it is. We need to do this to ensure our democracy continues on, to ensure America as we know it continues. And again, as Ben likes to constantly say, and I'm going to reiterate it, it's this community that's going to ensure that the election goes the way that we want. So get ready, all right, as the Oath Keepers said, stand back, stand down, right? And we are going to, as a group, we are going to just, we're just going to take over and we're going to ensure a massive Democratic victory in November. Well said, Michael Cohen. I want to thank everybody for watching this episode of Political Beatdown. Political Beatdown. Make sure you all are subscribed to the Midas Touch YouTube channel. We are on our way to 2 million subscribers. Help us get there. And you can share this channel, share this show with family members, friends, colleagues, neighbors, coworkers, just people you know and you see and you're talking with when you're out and about. That's a huge way to help this platform grow. Make sure you're subscribed to Political Beatdown Political on the audio Beatdown. podcast as well. That really helps with our audio algorithm. It helps us appear in the top of all podcasts. So, a minute to make them a show jingle for a long time. So, if you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, it's super simple. Just use whatever podcast device you use. Search Political Beatdown and subscribe to Political Beatdown. I want to make a subscribe to Mayak. I just need to record it, exclamation point. I will, I... Culpa, yes. blue mea culpa. Which is Michael Cohen's other podcast here on the My Touch Network. That one involves by any means. I'm although pull I up. tapered off and then Welcome to Political Beatdown, Ben Micellis and Michael Cohen. We have a lot to discuss. A busy day so far, huh? It was closing arguments in the New York Attorney General civil fraud case against Donald Trump. And despite Donald Trump not agreeing to follow the rules that all lawyers and parties have to follow, if they want to give a closing argument after 11 weeks and 44 days of trial, we're at the closing argument stage. And Donald Trump said it would be unfair to have to follow these standard rules, regardless after his lawyers concluded their closing argument. One of his lawyers, Christopher Tice, said Donald Trump would like to speak. The court said, will you agree to follow the rules uh-huh. of this court? Donald Trump ignored Judge Goron and just started spewing 
a bunch of nonsense attacking the judge, attacking the attorney general, attacking the case. And then Donald Trump, after about I don't know, five to seven minutes, just kind of tapered off and then kind of just stormed out of the courtroom after throwing this bizarre temper tantrum. I've been calling it Michael Cohen the Trump whining tour, how weak he looks just going state to state. He's like the pipe piper of whining and playing victim. Look at me, I'm so pity me, it's so bad, everything's unfair. So he brought that whining tour to the New York Attorney General's civil fraud trial, and then he held this bizarre press conference at uh, 40 Wall Street where you had Alina Haba giving her rant, and Donald Trump was just kind of like wobbling back and forth. Let me just play this clip, and then I want to get your overall thoughts, Michael Cohen, of what went on. Oh, and you know, Ben, I have quite a few. (laughs) Here's Alina Haba. Let's play this clip. These are special properties. Real estate is an art, not a science. But you know what else is an art? You know what else isn't a science? Political motivated individuals. She's using this to paint a canvas that Donald Trump is a fraudster because they can't beat him in the polls. They can't beat him in the polls, so she ran on Trump because that was the only way she could win. And now today, after 11 weeks, after three years, We have concluded that he indeed committed no wrong. The Trump Organization committed no wrong, and the kids have... ...dragged in just like the other defendants, and it is wrong. America needs to step up, and there's only one person who can do that, my client, Donald Trump. President Trump, everybody. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, you you can't make this stuff up. She, in her infinite wisdom, <laughs> and all of her parking lot experience <laughs> and all of her trial experience, she has determined. Lena Haba has determined, along with Chris Kais, another jerk off, right? I call him the legal beagle, right? Because he's sitting in Trump's lap sitting there waiting for a treat to be thrown. And then you got the other guy, Cliff Robert, who just stands there, you know, just befuddled. You have the three of them have determined after 11 weeks and a multitude of witnesses, after all of the information has been provided that Donald Trump has done absolutely nothing wrong, despite the fact that the court has determined otherwise. And that her that her client, I mean, that's all she's doing is she's playing to a party of one, you know, who's standing right behind her. That she's playing to a party of one that this case is politically motivated. Maybe it's not, Alina. Maybe the fact of the matter is that your client misrepresented his personal financial statement, received benefits from it. Oh, that's not Michael saying it. That's actually Judge Ngoron, the guy who's going to be deciding the case. Yes. So let me explain to her, since I know she likes to watch the show. There's a judge, right? This case, since you screwed up and you didn't, uh, you know, check off the box, there was no jury. 
It's just a, it's called a bench trial, meaning that Judge Ngoron will make the ultimate decision across the board. The day was summation, and the way that you do summation is that you talk about facts. You talk about what information you want the judge to know that you're looking at so that they could make, so that the judge can make a determination that is in line with what you are hoping for. And in this case, he's already determined liability. That happened 11 weeks ago. All that's going on now is called disgorgement. How much money that state is going to take from Trump as a result of benefits that he received because of the inappropriate or inaccurate state, statement of financial condition. Plain and simple. By sitting there and talking about it being politically motivated, having Chris Kais throw my name around like, you know, it means something. It does not. The facts speak for themselves. The documentary evidence speaks for itself. And they are now at $370 million. But you know something that nobody talks about, Ben? That $370 million does not include New York State statutory interest, which is at 9% per year, right? It's 9%, and then it gets compounded. Not only do you have the interest, but you also have penalties and fines. Now, one of the penalties we know is the termination of the license of the Trump Corporation to operate. That's also on the line here. But just doing the math, if, in fact, Tish James is successful in the $370 million, which they have shown where it comes from and how they got to that number, 9% of the $370 million is $33.33 million per year. Now, how many years are they going to go back? I'm not sure, Ben. Are they going back five years, six years, seven years? So six. I just Six. So six comes out to $200 million. The math. Not 370. It's as I had said, 570 without penalty. All right. And fines. As I said, this number was going to always be far, far greater than the 250 million baseline that Tish James had in the complaint. For whatever the reason might be, Alina Haba. And get up at 40 Wall Street. Donald can sit there, shake his head, trying to look all tough. Why he was whining, by the way, Ben, is because he rolled in. He rolled in to the courthouse like a rock star, like a Taylor Swift, which he is not. He rolled up there with 15 vehicles, police escorts, on our tax dollar on the New York City residents on our tax dollar paid for this bullshit, which is really what it is. He should not be rolling up like a rock star. Let the asshole take the fucking subway or a bus or, you know, have his driver drop him off. But the fact that you have to have 15 cars that are following, the fact that you had Boris Epstein standing there in the back along with five or six other lawyers not one of them said anything. Great. You came in with an entourage and you left like a bunch of assholes. You've accomplished nothing. Instead of spending your time talking about 
reducing the 370 that she's at. Instead, you want to attack the judge, attack the law clerk, you want to attack, you know, um, yeah, just the entire the entire justice system. But here's something that people, again, are not talking about. And I'm going to be on CNN tonight um, at 11 o'clock. I am going to talk about this. He's also attacking witnesses. And that is improper because witnesses like myself, we don't have the security that the district attorneys or the attorney generals have. We don't have the luxury of that. And so the fact that they don't create any sort of a, of a system or a deterrence to stop somebody like Donald from doing what he does consistently, he is once again proving that the law does not apply to him. Plain and simple. Take a look at the closing argument before Donald Trump gave his statement. Lena Habo gave part of the closing, and this is what she said. This is her own words. Adam Klasfeld is there. Lisa Rubin is there. So this was all uh, dictated, what she said. One of the things Alina Habba said was, quote, we are all just human beings, and he, Donald Trump, just did his best. And all of the fraudulent valuations, Alina Habba referred to that as, quote, human error. That's how she refers to that. <laughs> Alina Habba argued that it doesn't make sense to hire heavyweight accounting firms like Mazers if you're going to perpetuate a fraud. Habba said, quote, hire one of the largest accounting firms in the state of New York and then commit a fraud. Who does that? And Ron, lots of people who commit fraud and Mazers protected themselves by having their own disclaimer type language that they have, which is standard language, saying we're relying on the information provided to us by the client, in this case, by the Trump organization. Well, Ben, um, ben this, didn't, wasn't there a time that Donald said that that was the, um, what, what, what was the clause that he claimed? There was specific language that he used to say that uh, that clause benefits him even though he clearly didn't read it, and that clause is designed for the accounting firm. He's referring to the first two pages of the Statement of Financial Condition. Yeah, he's saying that his disclaimer allows him. It's a get-out-of-jail-free clause for him. But but that's the theme, right? But that's the theme for him, right? That he argues absolute presidential immunity. By the way, I'm going to show you in a moment from that same press conference after Donald Trump stormed out of the New York Attorney General civil fraud case where he gave that closing statement. He was asked a question by the press about, hey, your lawyers argued that uh, if you ordered SEAL Team 6 to kill your political enemy, you believe you have absolute immunity. And what Donald Trump argues, that disclaimer clauses let him commit fraud. He's got absolute king-like immunity. He never took the oath to support the Constitution, so he argues the 14th Amendment, Section 3, doesn't apply to him. He argues in the Jack Smith case, if he said it, if he says things, he's protected by the First Amendment, and therefore you can't speak things that become right. crimes. But by, by the way, way ben, right by the here, way, Ben, some of our brigaders, thank you so much. Love you guys. Worthless clause. 
That's what he called it, which basically meant that the entire statement of financial condition should be deemed worthless, very much like his statements, but that it's worthless and that nobody should rely upon it and so on. So, hey, Cohen, I'm, I'm a law professor. Gay. I'm a law professor mm -hmm. right now when I'm not doing these podcasts. I went to Georgetown Law. I've never heard of a worthless. I've heard of disclaimers. I've never heard of anything called a worthless clause that allows you to engage in fraud. That simply isn't a real thing. So what I'm are you glad do I do now if one of your students turns around and puts that on the exam, right? That you cannot hold him accountable based upon the worthless clause, which exists at the beginning of a statement of financial condition. You can't make this level of stupidity up. By the way, here's also what Alina Haba argued in this closing argument she gave. This is what she says. She goes, explain to me, if you're trying to commit fraud, why you would put in writing to a real estate agent, excuse me, can you tell me how big the apartment is? In other words, if you were going to commit a fraud, why would you put it in writing? Why would you have separate sets of books? Why would you defraud people with writings? Because you're committing fraud and you're transmitting false data to people who defraud them. That is why you would do that. And that's what the evidence showed. And By the New York Attorney General lawyers who were fact-based. They went through all of people with writings because you're committing fraud and you're transmitting false data to people to defraud them. That is why you would do that and that's what the evidence shows. showed and take Alina Haba's closing argument like that and you compare it to the closing argument that was just given moments ago by the New York Attorney General lawyers who were fact-based he went through all of the evidence he said here's what Donald Trump said here's what Eric Trump said here's what Jeff McConney said and the judge at one point asked him well how would Jeff McConney know X Y and Z and the New York Attorney General lawyers, you know, deadpan said, because he's not an idiot. That's how he knows that this was going because he's not an idiot, because we all know what was taking what was all what was taking place. But I, I want to go back to that press conference, Cohen, um, because, you know, other things went down in that as well after Trump stormed out. Um, and there was a moment here where they where Trump was being asked these questions, like one of the questions he was asked, as I mentioned after Alina Habba spoke and whatever the heck that was, he was asked, do you agree uh, what your lawyers argue that you cannot be prosecuted if you ordered SEAL Team 6 to kill your political opponent? And as Bradley Moss, a notable national intelligence lawyer, wrote, remember, the reason Trump's lawyer let themselves fall into that legal trap before the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals in the D.C. criminal case is because Trump actually believes and wants SEAL Team 6 to kill his political operatives. That's why. Here's Trump saying it. Here he says it political just violence. moments ago. Play this clip. Do you agree with your lawyers what they said on Tuesday that 
Well, you're talking about a totally different case, the immunity. I say this, on immunity, very simple, 